the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Humble. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. It is such a privilege and an honor to be with you every Wednesday at 530 on Recovery Radio Houston. We are here live in the KKHT studios, and I am so excited today. We have a wonderful guest. You know, it's it's just such a, a – God does want to bring everyone out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. He's such a good God. He's such a restoring God. And uh, we're here to bring hope out into the city to, because there are so many people out there that are doing kingdom work, and it is just so uplifting to come every Wednesday and be on this radio station. And then from here we go to, to the Open Door Mission where we break every chain. We have our ministry at, at 7 to 8.30 with those guys, the addicted and, and homeless men who are going to be happy that they have a roof over their heads tonight. I tell you what, it's getting cold out there, folks. I hope you're staying warm. But I have Dr. Maggie Ramirez with me today here in studio. Dr. Ramirez, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's it's uh, very good to see you, and and I, uh, I've i already made a mistake. I've already called her the wrong name, but you know what? God knows what the right name is. It's Dr. Maggie Rodriguez. I apologize <laughs> for that. So, it, And she is an amazing lady. We've been visiting here about her ministries, and so you have two different ministries that you're involved in. Can you tell the folks what, what you're involved yes, in? Yes, sir. The first ministry is called Restoring the Family Counseling Center where I work with um, families of, of addicts, those who have been addicted and those who, were, who are in recovery, but also the families uh, who need help and need to also uh, heal from the experience of having uh, someone who was addicted to drugs or pills as well. Well, you know, most likely the people that are listening, and we, we are probably, there's somebody out there that's in the bondage of addiction that's listening to us right now, but we're probably talking more to family members who have loved ones, who have sons and daughters or yes. parents, like I grew up with a mom who was an alcoholic, or parents or or, or people that they work with, people that they care about, and, and they really are affected and impacted by the addiction. You know, the root of addiction is, is selfishness. 
uh, and and the family members are so impacted. So we're going to get back to that in a second because that is powerful because so often we focus on, and as we should, we focus on the people that have the alcohol or drug problem, but we don't talk about the family that much. And, Absolutely. And they're really the victims of, of the whole thing. And by the way, before I forget to say this, I, and I wanted to say this, if you're out there and you're suffering from addiction, there's no greater Christmas present than you can give to yourself and to your family than to finally face up to what you're dealing with, get past the denial, and go get help. Absolutely. Because, and again, that's what, as I started the show, that's what I'm so grateful for is this opportunity to bring people on air that are spreading hope throughout the community because we serve a God of restoration. Yes, yes, we do. He, he is a wonderful, good, and glorious God, and he doesn't want people to, to be under bondage, he, and there are people out there that are working. Okay, so you have a second ministry, yes. and, and what is that ministry? It's, called, um, it's a nonprofit organization called Women Arise, where I work with little girls and young ladies, again, who are struggling, and also who, uh, well, our organization, our focus is to provide scholarships for them, also especially for Hispanic families and um, immigrants that are coming here as well to dream about college, wow. to dream about being able to, to go to school, to get trained there's as a, well. There's a lawyer who works in my office that's been very active in the immigration community, uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, well, now, wait a minute, you're a lawyer and a pastor. Isn't that a conflict of interest? But anyway, <laughs> it's not, folks. Some of us lawyers try to do some good stuff every once in a while, but she's been real involved with the dreamers. And, and when you yes. said that, and, and, and people that, you know, people come to this country to, and I know, I know and I'm not going to get political, there, there's all kinds of opinions, but generally when they come to this country legally or however they come, mm-hmm. uh, they, they come for a better opportunity. Absolutely. They, they, they come because they want to make their economic and, sure. and living situation better better so that that's wonderful if people because we're going to focus today on restoring the family but if people wanted to know more about uh women arise yes. uh, you have a website correct? yes we do it's called womenarise.us and you could um just read more my bio and, and what we do in restoring uh, also little girls and working with the self-esteem of girls and mothers well, that's wonderful. At a young age, when yes. when when they yes. still have the whole lives in front of them, absolutely. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yes. So, and I assume that uh, you have some fundraising involved with that. If you're giving out scholarships, so if people wanted yes. to get involved, they could go to to Women Arise. Yes, Women Arise US, and there's a donate button there if they want to donate to help a little girl go to school, at, at least dream about going to school. All right. Well, let's talk about how you got involved in restoring the family because. You know, I don't know if people realize this, but uh, addiction has been a pandemic. We, we've been so focused on COVID, as we should have been, and uh, and the pandemic that we've been facing and other future pandemics. But there's been a pandemic with addiction for centuries. Yes. For, for centuries. And it kind of gets swept under the table. And in fact, uh, if we look at the age group under 45, more people died from drug overdose of fentanyl than died from COVID. One drug. One, One single drug, fentanyl. And so it is It is an epidemic, it is a pandemic, and it affects. And, and what's so terrible about it is it just doesn't affect the person that's that's using the drugs or alcohol. It affects their family, their co-workers, yes. our country. Our and, s- Pastor, I'm so glad that you mentioned fentanyl because it's affecting so many families. Right now, um, I have in counseling three families who uh, someone gave their children because fentanyl looks like candy. They look like M&M candy or sour oh candy, gosh, yeah. and they gave it to the little boys, and um, two of them are still in a coma, oh. and the third one came out of the coma, and I'm treating the families because they had come 
uh, to this country, the borders, and they came, and they never th- dreamed that that would happen to them. Well, right now we're going to stop. Father God, we just lift up these these children, Father. We know that you have them in the palm of your hand. Father, we just pray for healing. You are Jehovah Rapha, the, the God of healing. We know that we're healed by your stripes. Father, we ask for a supernatural touch on these children, and we ask that you comfort these families as they go through this terrible situation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so tell me, how did you first, how did you, where did you grow up? I grew up in New York City. Well, welcome to Texas. Thank <laughs> I you. I told you before that. <laughs> so, Thank you so yeah. much. I grew up in New York City in a Christian family. Okay. A strongly a legalistic Pentecostal family. Okay. And um, my brother, unfortunately, at the age of eight, began to use drugs. At the age of eight? At the age of eight. Wow. Yes. You know, remember, Tony and I, I don't know yeah. if Susan remembers this, we have our... Uh, Susan, who works with KHD in studio, and we used to have a survey when we had a call-in show. It was on Saturdays, and we'd ask people when they started using drugs. And, uh, you know, 12 or 13 was about the average, but eight Eight. is really something. Wow. I remember because I was seven. He's a year older than I. Oh, wow. And um, he started using drugs at eight. Um, uh, He started smoking marijuana. Then he started using cocaine. And then he started using angel dust. Oh, my goodness. So uh, that really, uh, growing up and watching him and watching how he just deteriorated and was destroyed. I remember someone asking me when I was about 14, 15, if I believed that Satan existed. And I said, yes. And they asked me, why do I believe that he exists? I said, because I saw what he did to my brother through drugs. Yeah, we have an enemy. And, yes, you know, and he used, how he used the, the drugs to destroy my he, brother. And he attacks us where we're weak. Absolutely. He, he attacks people where we're weak. So yes. so that got you familiar yes. and somewhat, unfortunately, personally educated with, yes. the, with, with what uh, drugs the, can do. That experience is so um, deteriorating for the family, watching my mother cry oh, at imagine. night, yeah. watching him sometimes steal from us. And as we yeah. discussed, oh, steal. Yeah, see, and as we discussed before the show, it doesn't discriminate. Right. It doesn't discriminate based on age. Oh no, uh, culture, religious culture, socioeconomic status. Not at all. It, it, it affects everyone across our society, or potentially affects everyone. Across Absolutely. Society. And we grew up in a family. That we were we were good. We were healthy. We you know we didn't have a lot, but we had enough. Yeah. And um, so watching my family, then when I went to undergraduate, I decided I want to study um, addiction. I want to study counseling. I want to study psychology. I wanted to know, um, the mind of the addict. I wanted to study the mind of the addict. I wanted to know why the behavior and why. And I realized too, that it can be, of course, emotional, psychological, but there's a big spiritual component, Yes, which is the part of Satan attacking and wanting to destroy the humankind and and the church. That's his goal. He, he, he hates us and he wants to kill us. And so, yeah, I, it, and did you look into the genetic propensity that people may or may not have? Some, uh, somewhat, yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a component, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, my mother died. Uh, people have heard me talk about this before. Just yes. before her 62nd birthday uh, from liver failure, her father died at 62 of liver failure. Yes. My father's father died at 62 yes. of alcohol-related complications. So I yes. just hit 63 the last birthday, and I clicked my heels. So that. God is good. You already broke that, you broke that <laughs> I broke, curse already. I broke that curse. That yes, you did. That curse. Absolutely. Yeah, so Satan, yes. you, there's no, I, I invoke no the name of Jesus it Christ. It stopped and, here, yeah, No John. power. That's Stop right. Pastor. That's John. right. That's right. So mm-hmm. so you went to school, and, and, and you studied counseling. and Yes, and, I, I went to Nyack College in New York City, Okay. And where I did my undergrad. In psychology, then I did my graduate program in counseling. Now, how is your brother today? He's 
totally recovered, totally healed and restored. Isn't God good? Yes. <laughs> He's amazing? 56 years old today, drug-free. He's been drug-free for 20 years now. 20 years? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, despite, you know, God made us as self-healing organisms. Yes. And, you know, I don't know if you, I'm sure you probably have yeah, seen. The brain, yes. Yeah, the brain. We, we have yes. hundreds of new neurons every day. Abs- every day. Absolutely. Indeed, joy does come in the morning. Yes. So, yes. Um, so. Uh, neurogenesis. Neurogenesis, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You know, there's been some studies done that, that show that engaging in spiritual activities uh-huh. uh, provides the most healthiest uh, uh Dendrites, I think they're called, yes. that are, connect the neurons. Absolutely, and, and boring people out there now. But yes. here's the here's the point. Let me get to something exciting. When, <laughs> when you engage in spiritual activities like prayer, like like praise and worship, and, and like reading the Bible and doing things like that, it affects the part of the brain that has empathy, which is so good. God made us yes. to, to where. And when we worship the Lord, yes. it actually improves our brain. Absolutely, we were made to worship the Lord. There was and, a study done where they took um, a, a little camera and they put it in the brain. Right, and when you worship the Lord, the dendrites, the, they light up like light bulbs, yeah. like Christmas lights. And they're like Christmas tre- like yes. trees. They, yes. They're healthy. Yes. And when we engage in sin and, yes. and, and, and alcoholism, and, and uh, they're like sticks. Absolutely. Uh, they're, not, they're not healthy. I, that's, yes. You know, the Bible's they always been hard. ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Medical science is just now catching up with the Bible. A lot Absolutely. of people don't realize that. So. Uh, we believe in neuroplasticity. We believe that the brain could be restored. And especially with Christ, with the power of God. Amen. And that's what he's about. He said he came for to recover, to heal, to find the sick and the broken. Luke 19.10, I Absolutely. came to seek and save the lost. Absolutely. So I tell the men, as I said earlier, I'm going to go to the Open Door Mission after this. I tell the men that, that we have a special place in the kingdom as recovering addicts. Yeah. Because uh, God came, Jesus came to earth for us. Yes. And, and we have the ability to go out and talk to people that other people can't talk to because yes. we, we've been there. We're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes. So as the Bible says. So you went and you got your master's also? Yes, my master's in counseling as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where do you do this restoring the family? And where does this take place? Yes, it's uh, off 1960 okay. uh, up in the spring area and I have my practice there. And also that's where Women Arise office is there as well. And I'm also a senior pastor with my husband of the Great I Am Church in Houston. What a name. I love it. The Great I Am Church. Okay. <laughs> where, do y'all, where do y'all worship? Uh, right there close to 1962 and in Bamwood okay. off 1960. Well, come to one of your services one of these days. Yes, we're, we're a bilingual there. church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so... And how would somebody that wanted to? So, how do people find out about you? How do how do how do they come? Well, I am not on Facebook, and maybe I should, but I'm not. Yeah. Um, I, usually through a word of mouth, and uh, people just coming. And I've been so blessed uh, the 13 years that I've been here in Houston. Um, God has just opened doors through the church, and I also serve at the College of Biblical Studies in Houston as a director of recruiting and admissions. So people know me through the College of Biblical Studies as well. Okay. And so how is it that, you know, one of the problems that we have is, is in, in treating addiction is, is denial. Yes. Uh, people have this misconception that they're functioning alcoholics or, fun- oh, I go to work every day and, until you can't anymore because yes. addiction, as we know, is progressive. Yes. And, uh, and, and ultimately it's going to get people. But the other thing we have is a problem with is, is pride. Yes. Um, and, uh, Particularly, I can't speak to women, but for for men, we're taught 
to solve our own problems, uh, you know, be in control. And, and really, we've got to surrender to overcome addiction. We've got to surrender to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. We've, got, we've, we've got to go accept help. And, and so... Well, Pastor, research is showing that um, there's a, a large number of women, addicted girls sure. and addicted women. And, and with women, it's different. We, are, we were created to be the helper. Right. So as the easer, that's the original term in the Bible, when we are the helper, uh, we feel, how can I show that I am addicted or show what I'm going through and not, or accept it when I'm supposed to be helping my husband or my family or just being a helper? That's, and this is why they go unnoticed. Right. There's a lot of um, uh, women who are addicted and are afraid to tell uh, addicted and they, they have a shame and guilt yeah. because they're, a lot of them are mothers. Right. They're their sisters, daughters. And I do want to say, if you're hearing me today and you're a daughter, a mother, a sister, please get help. Yeah. Speak out. Um, you don't have to be in silent. I was afraid for many years to get help because I'm an attorney uh-huh. and I was afraid professionally and I was uh, uh, afraid to admit that I had a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth was people knew I had a problem, you know, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. you know, we, we can't hide these things, yes. you, you, you know, and, and the biggest blessing that I ever had is when I finally gave in and yes. surrendered. You broke through and, the denial. And I found it was just amazing, whether it was family, friends, professional relationships, everyone greeted that with open arms. They yes. were so happy that I was, you know, yes. that I was getting help and that I recognized the problem, that I was addressing it. Yes. And that is a sign of, of, of real maturity yes. and, 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 uh, and of handling the problem. And, you know, the family is one because we do break these relationships. Absolutely. And, and we do things like your brother, you said. Yes. You know, I'm not saying everybody does this, but, yes. but we do things, whether it's stealing like your yes. brother did yeah. or whether it's just not communicating, isolating. One of the hallmarks of addiction is isolation. Absolutely. Uh, withdrawing from society. W- withdrawing from mm-hmm. friends and family. Yes. I mean, I, re- I have reconnected over the last 10 years with so many old friends. Of course. And, and, and who were all so, you know, gracious and, and, and accepting that, that about what I went through. It, it's not a detriment to admit it. Right. <laughs> it, it is a yes. blessing beyond measure. I yes. mean, it, it really is. So well, we say in psychology that what you resist persists. You know, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I have to add that to my repertoire. I like that. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah. uh, resisting is a form of denial as as well. Sure, sure. When you resist, when you are uh, just total denial and saying I don't have a problem, uh, or just not accepting the help, because um, the addict feels attacked feels uh, they're coming against me. They don't love me. They want to hurt me. No, no, no. They're there because they love you. And if they want to help you, they're going to reach out. But denying it is is going to keep you stagnated and paralyzed in that that state. So how do you advise families about what the best way is to approach a loved one uh, who's struggling? I mean, do people come to you that where the addict is not yet participating. Where, that's where, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and how, how do you advise them? Because that's something that the first is thing very difficult. I always say first is uh, to come with an attitude of helping with prayer. Yes. Prayer first, because with God we can do everything. Without, Without God, is, God we can't. Amen. So prayer must be the first uh, step. 
praying and then coming together and, and showing that young man or husband, whoever that person is, we love you and, and we want you to get better for you, for us, right? What does it look like? Painting a picture of being free. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of them want to be free. They just don't know how. And the sunset's free is yes, free indeed. Absolutely. That's why I'd love to do a, a long-term study on, you know, God bless the 28-day programs and, you know, <laughs> that that are secular. And I know some people do get help there. But I truly believe that to be fully restored, a faith-based program is so much more effective. Absolutely. You know, and one of the beautiful things is if so many of the faith-based programs are free. Yes. <laughs> they may not be as fancy-smancy yes. as the Betty yes. Ford Clinic, but, yes. but they're free. And, <laughs> and the so- truth is, uh, Pastor, that I am a trained therapist. Mm-hmm. I, I have a doctorate degree from Dallas Theological Seminary as well. I am trained. However, I find that when I'm working with someone in my office, whether they're the addict or the family, it is the word of God that delivers. delivers. It is the word of God that sets them free. Yeah. It's not the theories I've learned. It's not the, the strategies that I've learned. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. That's wonderful. It's God himself. Jesus' signature deliver, uh, ministry, in my opinion, was deliverance. Absolutely. He came to set people free. Yes. And, and God yes. Does, doesn't want people to be sober you know, hanging on the white knuckled sober that we hear that we hear about. He wants you to be restored. Yes, totally and completely restored. Yes, I yeah. believe in total restoration. And Amen. Jesus is the only way. He said in John fourteen, I am the way, I am truth the and truth life. and life. Amen. And and understanding that Jesus is the only way and, and not fighting it because if you're fighting Jesus, you're fighting your deliverance. Amen. That's good. I like the way you put that. You know, that's one of the wonderful things. See, even even the 12 steps, which I've got a paper on the biblical basis of each of the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. You know, man's kind of diluted it. But those are biblical principles. That's why they have power. But uh, even the 12 steps categorizes themselves as a spiritual awakening. Yes. Without that spiritual awakening, without yes. that discovering the relationship with Je- Jesus, stands at the door, he knocks, yes. and you have to answer the door. <laughs> yes. He's not going to barge in. You Absolutely have to answer the door. Not. But if, if you answer the door, he'll come in and dine with you. Yes. So, uh, you know, and, and, and. And he's knocking at the door today through the radio, through, through this is. program. If you're listening to this, and if, yes. you, if you've got a loved one or a friend, he's knocking on the door. I can look back before I came in to see, because I didn't live for Christ for much of my life. I mean, I believed in God, but, you know, I may have done some 911 prayers, you know, but <laughs> but I wasn't living for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I can look back at all the times he tried to get my attention. Yes. And I know everybody over there at the Open Door Mission can look at that. And all the times, and finally I answered the door, and wow. I praise God for that day because that, my, I mean, just like I told you earlier, my wife and I separated for several years uh, while I went through my difficulties, and then then God restored our relationship once I went through the faith based recovery. That's the power of restoration. Uh, it is. It is. And you know, we we joke sometimes that we had two marriages, <laughs> BC and AD. <laughs> you know, so, so, That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. That so, you can look at that and say, yes, this is what Jesus does, and He still does it today and forevermore. Well, and it's that intimate relationship with Him, yes. that allows us to have intimate relations with others. It's that vertical relationship yes. that builds the heart. Horizontal that builds the horizontal because 
yeah. I mean, when you're in addiction, you really don't understand intimacy. Yes. That, that's one of the things. One of the addictions that I don't know if you come across this so yes. very very often is is that that I deal with in my ministries is sex addiction. Sure. Because these men don't understand oh, sure. intimacy. You know. Yes. And, and, absolutely. And that can be just as addictive. There's yeah. a book by uh, a guy called Out of the Shadows. Uh, yes. That you know yeah. about that because we don't talk about that one. Uh-huh. You know, we don't want to talk about that one, but we will talk about alcohol and drugs. But all of society needs to be focused yes. on it. And and what you said earlier uh, uh, about the freedom is a blessing, you know, because we really are a slave to whatever we obey. Yes. And and we're a slave to sin when we obey sin. And, yes. And it just takes over our lives. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be. And that's why I'm on the radio. I want to shout from the mountaintops that God's got a better way for people. Yes. He's got a better way for people to live. He's got a, a, a way of restoring you and, and making you free. And that's wonderful. So if somebody yes. wanted, wanted to get a hold of you and and, and, and either a family member or, or the whole family or people, uh, the sure. victims of it, how would they get a hold of you? They can uh, contact me at, um, at 281-704-8243. Or two eight one seven one six zero four four zero, and um, uh, we would we'll answer the call. And um, we're here to to walk with you, to counsel, to hear you, to just uh, show you the love of God that you're not alone. Because a lot of the families also feel that they're alone, that there are isolated cases, that you're the only one. Don't believe into that lie. You're not the only family going through that, and there is freedom. There is freedom in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's been an honor today to have Dr. Maggie Rodriguez here with us. 281-704-8243. If you're a family that's affected by the bondage of addiction, this is Pastor John Allworth. We love you here at uh, Recovery Radio Houston. More importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.